everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode three forty-eight for the week of May twenty-third, twenty fifteen. Sorry, we've been away. I had some work stuff come up. It's done now, mostly. Yay! I'm back. I'm Chris Privetier. I do a podcast here with my wife Anna Marie Privetier. Good morning. And our wonderful friend from England, Alice Wilkinson. Still here. Still here. Still painfully British. Oh yes. So it's been a couple weeks. Uh, we missed you. We missed you too. What's everyone been doing? The what's uh, everyone been doing? Playing a lot of games. Okay, what have you been playing? Anna? Um. Well, I finished on Gun Rumpa One, and since it left me filled with hope. I decided to dive straight into Rumpa 2. Hope, huh? Yes. Is that the word? Yes. Is that the word you're just choosing to use? No, it's the word that I'm using. Okay. It definitely did not leave me with despair. All right, then. Despite its best efforts. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you dive directly into 2, and... Now you're despairing. <laughs> You've no idea. <laughs> Um, yeah, it gets weird very quickly. So for those who are unfamiliar with Danganronpa at all, um, basically it involves high school students which are trapped within a finite area and have been instructed to kill each other. Yeah. And so it's... In other words, high school. (laughs) <laughs> it sounds so, like Battle Royale. <laughs> yes, so it is part Battle Royale, part um, Persona, and that you need to build relationships with the other students that are trapped with you, and part Phoenix Wright, because when someone is killed, there's a trial to see if you can find out who done it. So you have investigation and a trial, and yeah, there's like little mini games that you do while the trial is going on and stuff. It's It's actually really fun. And it's surprisingly dramatic. I was I was impressed. I thought it was going to be very trite. And it was actually really intense. Like to the point where I was having dreams about stupid bear. And yeah, so there's two more games coming out. There's a survival horror. And I'm not really sure I'm going to play that one. And then the third one's in development, but I'm sure it'll be a couple years before it comes out. So, they're good. If you like crazy games and don't mind some horrific elements, go for it. Even the scaredy cat me was able to handle it, so. And I've also still been playing a lot of Final Fantasy Record Keeper. So, they've had a couple of different events, and they expanded out the story, and then they had another event, and... Um, I'm leveling up Snow at the moment because he turns out to be a really good character. <clears throat> yeah. And that's sort of what I've been doing there. And, of course, this week, Puzzles and Puzzle and Dragons, the two-pack came out. So you and I have both been playing Tupac? It. Tupac's back? No, the two-pack. Oh. So, um... I'm sure we talked about it before, but basically Puzzle and Dragon is a match three or more where you're able to move the orb around organically by dragging it with your stylus or if you're on the phone, your finger. Um, And you match up orbs and they match the color of the monsters that you have and that's how you attack. 
So this is a two-pack of games. Puzzle and Dragon Z came out in like 2013 in Japan, and then the Mario version just came out this year. I originally started with the Mario Brothers one because I, it appealed to me more because it was different than what I played on the phone. And I got up to World 4 and realized that game gets very hard very quickly and that I think I needed some practice in Puzzle and Dragons Z. So I switched over to that and I have defeated the first temple and I'm on my way to the second temple. And it is definitely easier. It's actually laid out like an RPG. So you have an overworld and you run around and you do quests and you meet people and teammates. And it's actually very story driven. I'm very impressed. It is very different from the phone game, which is very um, sterile. Mm -hmm. And then since I had sort of a gap between when I finished Rampa 2 and Puzzle and Dragon was coming out, I didn't, it was only a couple days, so I didn't want to start any serious games. So instead I downloaded the two new Mii Plaza games. Woo! And I've been fishing and smacking zombies in the face. Um, yeah, and that's... Oh! 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 I beat Matt in Final Fantasy Eleven. Oh, yeah, that was a thing that oh, happened. That man. was a thing. Yep. That was so much easier. You had to cheat. You had to cheat. So, in the newest update, which came out, like, two weeks ago at this point... Uh, I guess. Yeah, about the, two weeks yeah, ago. The yeah, the middle of last week, basically. Um, they... If you did enough of the storyline quest of the new story... Um, it would let you bring your trusts, which is your NPCs, into the trials with you. And so I did that, and I finally beat him, and I have a level cap of 75 now, and we need to go get leveling. Mm-hmm. So we should do that at some point. Mm-hmm. And I also got into Heroes of the Storm. I got into Heroes of the Storm, too. Yes. Do you want to talk about Heroes of the Storm? No, I want you to talk about Heroes of the Storm. <laughs> I'll chime in. <laughs> So Heroes of the Storm is a MOBA-esque game. So it's very similar to Dota and LOL and Dota 2 and... Uh, what's that new one that came out? The new one? Yeah, there was another newer one. The Witcher Battle Arena? No. Smite? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah. I don't know. So there's, there's a few of these. And... Um, I can't believe you're explaining Dota to people at this point. Like, there's so many MOBA slash Dota clones at this point. Yeah. Everyone knows. What does MOBA stand for again? Multiplayer Online Battle Arena. Thank you. So, the idea is is you have a 5v5 team. and I'm going to go answer the door. Okay, Chris <laughs> is going to go answer the door while I explain what Heroes of the Storm is. So, it's a 5v5 match where you have... Um, two or more lanes of traffic where NPC mobs kind of regularly stream down and you have to defeat um, gates and walls and towers on your way to the enemy's core. And that's where most MOBAs end. But on top of that, in um, Heroes of the Storm, you have all sorts of um, mini objectives that you undertake during that... Um, that you undertake during a match. So, for example, you can hire mercenaries if you go to their camp and beat them up. Um, some levels have overall goals, like if you capture these two shrines at the same time, um, you can then control a giant dragon. If you um, fight and fight in the mines for skulls, you can then raise up a golem. 
And so it's cool because it isn't just, I'm going to smash my way down the lane. There's all these things you do inside of that, like gathering tribute so that all the towers stop shooting. Give me tribute. Yes. And so I like it because two things. One, it isn't just shoot your way down the lane, smack, smack, smack. Um, Two, unlike other MOBAs, everything that you do goes into a group pool of experience. And um, you do not need to have the last hit on the little mobs that run down the lanes. Creeps. Mm -hmm. And so those two teeny tiny changes make a massive, massive difference to how the game plays. Because um, you don't have individual people that are stronger or weaker level. Everybody's on the same playing field. Everybody can contribute, whether they're a healer or a tank or a damage dealer, whether they're really proficient or kind of suck. So... Um, I have found the community is nowhere near as toxic as, um, as any other MOBA, League of Legends in particular. So I haven't gotten high enough that I'm playing competitively against other players. Um, but we're actually not that far away. No, we're not. So I think I'm level 16 and I think you can start doing it. Is it 20 or 30? It might be 30. Uh, I think it's 30. Yeah. So, I mean, we're going to keep playing. We've both invested like we $5. We can play versus other people right yes. now. But we can't we'll do it. About ranked, but right. we're not going to do ranked even when we get there. Really? I doubt it. Me, you, Kitten, and Sarah on a team? We uh, just need That's a team battle. That's later. No, 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 no. You can do hero battles with a partial or full party. Oh, okay. So, eh, it's something to keep in mind. We're, we're not closing any doors. We'll see... How, um, I mean, we could start doing quick matches against real people and see how we stand. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah, I've just been appreciating how in all of the games that we've played, we've had one sour grape and he I, I, just... I love it. First, you, this is a different tune than you had last week where you're like, I don't want to do a match with other people on our team, even though it's co-op, because I don't want to deal with people. Yeah, like, because now you're like, oh, there's no sour grapes. Having been indoctrinated by LOL and Dota, mm -hmm. I just that community is so toxic. You go into do, a do, match do, 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 and there's do, nothing do. but you know three letter F words being thrown everywhere. Like, why would I want to do that? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I was really intimidated at the idea of playing with other people in Heroes of the Storm. I will absolutely not deny that, but I have been pleasantly surprised. Mm -hmm. So, I think that's everything that I've been playing. I dabbled in Chroma Squad, but you played a lot more than I did, so you should talk about it. No, I've played about as much as you have. Oh, now. okay. Well, <laughs> still. Your turn, because I want to see what these packages are. Oh, no, you don't need to. You They're sure? not that important. Okay. Um, we uh, we bought, finally got into Chroma Squad a little bit. Um, I really like Chroma Squad. Chroma Squad is a tactical RPG set in the trappings of producing a Power Rangers-type show... Uh, the controls are simple. They have nice, uh, on each map, uh, you know, all right. Uh, how big of an experience is this? So, A, the music is fantastic. I love listening to the music. B, sprite-based, uh, artwork. Um, th this company also did, uh, pen and Knights of Pen and Paper 1 and 2. So, uh, you kind of get an idea of their art style from that. Two, three, 
the game, the maps are not particularly huge. You're just moving around a green screen on a set, and then you got different uh, enemies coming in. I love the writing. It's clever and dumb, and uh, some people don't like the writing. I like the writing. I think it's funny. Um, like Transit Master. Oh. And then you never see him again. All right. So the uh, the gameplay is a lot of clicking around, uh, as you might imagine in a tactical RPG. Click on this enemy, have your guy walk over and go beat him up, or occasionally use a special move. Or, for a little twist, you can go and end your turn near somebody or near the end of your movement radius and click teamwork. And then your team members will be able to get a boost off you to go further to get to an enemy that's on the other side of the stage, or they can attack an enemy that's near you in your attack range uh, when you set yourself up for teamwork, and you'll both hit the enemy at the same time. If you do this with all five people at once, set four people to teamwork and then attack with the fifth, fifth person, you'll do a special finishing move, Chroma Squad style, with a cutscene and everything. It's great. Um, those are the basics of the combat system. Uh, as you defeat enemies, you'll get uh, drops like duct tape uh, and and other pieces of cardboard, etc., uh, that you can use to make uh, improved costumes. Those improved costumes are your equipment. So that's how you level up your character's stats by um, crafting better equipment pieces. Additionally, uh, you'll get money based on the ratings of your show. Um, and you get higher ratings for defeating enemies and defeating them in flashier ways and following the director's um, recommendations for each stage. So he'll say things like, defeat all the enemies before you attack the boss. And if you do that, you'll get a boost to your ratings and you'll get more money. And you can use that money for crafting and you can use that money for um, buying upgrades to your studio, like better microphones, better cameras and stuff. What those do are, they're basically passive boosts to your um, to your team. So they'll, they'll do things like, um, uh, I can't remember any of the specifics right now. Uh, they'll boost things like your, uh, no, not coming to me, Anna. What do are, what are the studio upgrades do? Um, boost the amount example. of potential fans you can have. Um, boost the amount of... Uh, mistakes you can make, um, boost. Um, yeah, so all sorts of uh, kind of system level hacks. Like uh, I want to, you know, get everyone like a defense boost or everyone like an HP boost or stuff like that. You can. This is what the the studio type upgrades do. So um, the studio upgrades though, they require an initial purchase fee, which is large, and then an ongoing maintenance fee. So you can turn them on and off for a particular episode, depending on whether or not you think its effects would be useful for that episode to save you some money, um, which you can then use to reinvest in further equipment and studio boosts. So uh, that's kind of your progression. Uh, And other than that, it's about um, playing through episodes, trying to defeat the map and fulfill all the director's uh, goals for you and enjoying the writing and the music. And I think it's cool. It's casual. It's fun. And uh, highly recommended so far. Chroma Squad. Uh, you play anything else, Anna? Mm, no. No? Okay. So the other thing that I... So I should be playing lots of Final Fantasy XI and getting the new expansion, right? And I should be playing more Disgaea 4 because I just started that, right? And I should be playing Puzzle and Dragons because that just came out. Um, instead, I, I was looking at the release schedule. I'm like, oh, Witcher 3 is almost out. Oh, that's a big deal. I That's important to, to do for the podcast. 
So I've been going back and forth on, oh, I should get into this Witcher stuff. Oh, man, but the I haven't played the first two games yet. Should I just go to three or play the first two games? I decided to play the first two games. So I've been playing The Witcher 1, and I'm thoroughly enjoying it, and I'm really glad I decided to play, start with the first game. Um, it's very cl- it's, it's like a classic Neverwinter Nights-style um, PC RPG. Um, it, it's got good writing, um, and, and oh, let's just face it. The, this game is about getting Geralt into bed with every woman he sees, right? That, that's the basic goal of this game, and... You can, um, you could, there's story and politics and, and all that stuff, but really it's about collecting the trading guards you get when you bed women. So, <laughs> you're a man slut. So, The Witcher 3 is out now, and I'm trying to get through The Witcher 1 and 2 as fast as possible so I can get into Witcher 3 as soon as possible and enjoy the game that everyone's talking about right now. Um, so, I'm cheating the heck out of The Witcher 1. So, I've, I've, got a, I've got a mod in there that gives me a genie bottle. And that genie bottle, I rub it, and then it gives me, like, gold or equipment you or potions. Oh yeah. And, you know, et cetera. Or skill points. So, basically, whenever I feel like I need a boost to get through the game faster, I do that. And then I'm playing with the guide that they give you for free on GOG. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so I am. what you're saying is you use the boost to get through? You are correct, Anna Marie. So that's what I've been playing, and then I've been doing a lot of work, so that's all I've really had time for. Um, I've been toying with the idea of getting into certain mobile games like Monster Strike and stuff, but I don't think I have time for it. Oh, you know, I did start playing Pen and Paper 2 a little bit. It's very much like Pen and Paper 1, except a little better, and um, I I can't say much beyond that other than it's probably good. Um, I just haven't put enough time into it. And uh, what else there? Nope, nothing else there. Um, I feel like there was something else. Cook. Oh, um, <laughs> Clicker Heroes came out on Steam. I did download and install that, and that it, you can import your your save data over from <gasps> the browser you can? version. Ooh, yeah, I need yeah. You just do the that. thing where you copy it out and paste it in. So, yep, you can uh, you can import your save data over and play the Steam version, which uh, has some advantages because it won't slow down your uh, browser. And stuff like that. So, um, yeah, Clicker Heroes. Um, and with that, I think I'm good. Alice, what have you been playing? Um, well, I was going to mention Chroma Squad, but then you did. Oh, you can keep. Why didn't you jump in? <laughs> well, you were enjoying yourself. Aww. And then again, I've only played like the first two stages. So. No, I haven't played much beyond that. Well, I think that's I about have... exactly what we've played. I also had the Kickstarter thing as well. Yep, me too. I showed it to Chris. Yeah, yeah, it's not that big of a deal, it seems. No, it is quite meta, though. Like, amusingly so. Yeah, fair enough. Let's run a Kickstarter. Um, well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I've, already, I've always enjoyed Super Sentai-related stuff. Um, and I have already noticed a couple of nods to series that never came out in the US. Outside of, outside of the references in the series that's just run um so yeah no it's pretty good uh the, I, the one the specific one i remember is um i think it's the second or one of the second missions references something called moon vulcan um one of the older series back in the 80s was called sun vulcan ah oh. okay so i was like ah, see what you did there <laughs> <laughs> um 
while I have not been um, missile delivering much this week, um, oh, um, I did uh, decide to try out the new heirloom system in World of Warcraft, and then promptly leveled another hundred from one of my. No- uh, actually, no, it wasn't even one of my nineties. Actually, I had a character that was uh, level eighty-two or something, well, and I actually get it up to a hundred in about three here. days. What is the new heirloom system in World of Warcraft? Okay, so um, the heirlooms that were previously around are now in like a toy box style uh, interface, and you can basically just create copies of them on any character on your account. Okay. So you just basically withdraw them from from the system. Um, They have two upgrade levels, so um, unupgraded ones will go from 1 to 60. Uh, 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 Upgraded ones that have gone for one upgrade can go up to level 90, and then ones that have gone up two upgrade levels can go from all the way to 100. And how do you upgrade so, them? Money. Oh, that's like it? Gold. Oh. Just gold. Wow. Lots okay. of it. Wow. Actually, you can get the upgrade tokens um, from uh, for the first upgrade level um, uh, from, I think, the Dark Moon Fair and the, um, the Argent Tournament in Ice Crown for tokens. The um, Argent only for Tournament? The- yeah, really? that thing's still. Yeah, that thing's still. Well, I mean, you can still get the heirlooms from there. They've taken out the justice method of getting them, which was how you primarily right. got them in, um, like cataclysm and stuff. Sure. Um, and then now you can just buy them outright for gold, hmm. which is actually a lot easier because it means you don't have to farm dungeons. In order to get a free upgrade token, uh, level one upgrade token, you have to do um, heroic the heroic random queue and you get one for each clear and then you get the token at five but the um the the level two upgrades the one that upgrades them to being compatible for um level 90 to 100 yeah they just cost flat out gold and quite a lot of it we're talking somewhere between 2000 and 5000 per Mm. piece Mm -hmm. so so yeah basically i i created a full level 100 uh exp heirloom set for plate and then and then, um, yeah, basically just ground out to 100 from about L82, and it only took me about three days because of ludicrous amounts of passive EXP bonus. Nice. So I now have a Death Knight at level 100. Woo. Yay. Um, yeah, Chroma Squad, and um, there's also been a large update patch for City Skylines um, that adds, well, the, um, one of the big features was um, like a European tile set, style stuff i wasn't really that interested in that uh what i was more interested is uh this patch added tunnels tunnels what are you doing with your tunnels oh i am doing crazy things with tunnels (laughs) i want a screenshot (laughs) it's a complete game changer as far as making roads is concerned yeah uh it's i have i now have a on my on my primary city the one that i'm working on at the moment i now have a basically an underground highway that goes underneath the entire city oh cool as a kind of underground expressway to the other side of the city. Have you turned off gold? You just made your no, no, that's, limited gold. Oh. No, I'm on. I'm that, that's a, an achievements allowed game. Wow. So no mods, no uh, no quick unlocks, and no unlimited money. Oh my gosh! But I'd have like seven million in the bank already. Um, and I have most of the the only stuff that I don't have unlocked are some of the monuments. I don't have like the um the monuments that unlock things like the space elevator and things. Mm-hmm. So, so do you yeah. have, um, gosh, I don't know how you're doing it. You're playing a lot. What, uh, mm, uh, I was going to ask the traffic. Has that improved yeah. any? 
Uh, yeah, I've um, because I'm using tunnels to bypass um, some more of my a couple of my junctions um, and basically take traffic deeper into the city without needing to go through intersections. Uh, it has helped my traffic. Hmm. So I okay. even have things like subterranean roundabouts for junctions. Ooh, that sounds cool. scary and awesome. Yeah, there's all kinds of crazy things you can do with them now. So yeah, that's what I've been doing. Um, okay. Hi. Is that everything everybody's been playing? I think it might be. <laughs> I think it is, yeah. All right. Does Chroma Squad have giant robots? It um, does. I haven't gotten that far yet. Me neither. But it it does, though. Yes. It does get there. Sweet. All right. So, let's see. I have a phone call. Start off our feedback in reverse order this week. First, the phone call from one of our listeners. Hey, it's Matt from Texas. Uh, I haven't talked to you all in about a month or so, but you know what? I heard y'all's name get dropped. Of course, I mean, I always listen to every episode, but... A couple of other podcasts out there who um, probably don't get as much recognition, but I heard them talking about you a little bit, and that was pretty neat. And um, tell you what, I've been playing the Metal Gear Solid series. I know it's not an RPG, but I mean, there, there's just a ton of cutscenes, and I tried this series once and I didn't like it, and then I went back to it and just, you know, just gave it a shot. And yeah, I went through three games and spanned up about two weeks, and now I'm on the fourth one. And I, I really enjoy them. Um, I'm probably going to be doing Fire Emblem Awakening pretty soon, so I'm, I'm kind of hyped for that. Well, guys, I. That was weird. Is that it? Might be. Did he get cut off at the end? Y'all are doing good. Uh, oh. I, I really enjoy them. Um, there we go. I'm probably going to be doing Fire Emblem Awakening pretty Cheer soon. Again. So I'm, I'm kind of hyped for that. Well, guys, guys and gals, I hope y'all are doing good. Um, keep it up. Thank you, Matt from Texas. Matt, we love you, but you didn't tell us what podcast you heard about us on. And I know. Really My curious. ego is like, yeah, like, where do we go, man? He's such a tease. He is. But thanks for calling, Matt. Yes, Texas. thank you for calling. Uh, let's see. So with that, it's time to get into the rest of our feedback. So I got to minimize this clicker heroes window. Uh, Chris. What? <sighs> It's just clicker heroes. It's just in my in the way on my stream screen is all. Don't you like you know? Alright, fine. Oh, clicker heroes. Alright, so first off from Chaos Drone on our forums says Alice, can you or someone else give a rundown of what is a good starting title in the Super Robot Wars series? My friends and I are interested in giving it a try, especially if we can get our hands on a good English patch. However, we have no idea which game to start from. 
Okay, so that's actually fairly easy, because you can probably start on the game that I started on, which was uh, Super Robot Wars J on the Game Boy Advance, um, which is what I started on um, back in 2005. I'll be celebrating 10 years of that soon. Um, It actually has a fully complete English patch, like full translation, not just menus, but the entire story is translated. I would strongly recommend starting there. Not to mention, the handheld titles tend to have a reputation for being quite, I hesitate to say it, but easier than their console counterparts. Um, There are two games that were officially released, both also on the Game Boy Advance, Super Robot Wars Original Generation and Original Generation 2. Uh, They are a tad harder and don't feature any licensed series. It's all original original mechs in that one. Uh, But those are also fully translated. So, but J J is the best place to start, I'd say. It comes strongly recommended from me. Where do they go to after that? Alice. Hello. Sorry, what was that? Where do they go after that? Uh, after well, personally, after I finished J, I went to Super Robot Wars MX on the PS2, followed by Super Robot Wars Alpha Three on the PS2 as well. Um, Alpha 3 probably remains one of my favorite in the series, despite the fact that it's the fourth game in, this, in, a, in a series, and I hadn't played any of the previous three. Uh, also, both of those games are both in Japanese. So are there um, other good English games that they can look forward to after J? Or games um, with good patches? They can try Alpha Gaiden on the PS1, which also has a full translation patch from what I recall, um, which is the, the second game in the Alpha series. Um, I actually kind of prefer Jay um, as um, well it was still uh, Alpha Gaiden was still sort of the early era of console animation so they're quite stiff and I just generally find Jay's animations better despite the fact they're on a Game Boy they're on the Game Boy Advance mm-hmm. so um, anything else well um, Jay Original Generations, Original Generations 2, and Alpha Gaiden are, as far as I know, the only Super Robot Wars games that have either been translated officially or unofficially. Okay. So, I mean, uh, are the the official translated ones worth playing at all, or should they stick to these English patch ones? Um, the English... Um, the, the two that were released officially are if you like the system enough to see what um, the creators do when they're not beholden to any anime series, um, they could... You know, they're worth a play. Okay. Um, they might also give you enough of the story so that if you then went around and played the PS2 remakes of that game, uh, those two games, um, that you might actually understand them, despite the fact that they are in Japanese. Ah. And so there's no big English translation efforts for some of the later games? Not as far as I'm aware. I think there may be some like menu patches for some of them, but other than that, I don't think so. Okay. And these games, are they worth playing with just a menu patch, or is the story better well, important? Personally, um, a few of the games do have... Um, fo- like, f- uh, there's this crazy guy called M. Nidengard, um who floats around the GameFAQs forums occasionally. Um, he has done full story translations for a number of games, including Alpha 3, Super Robot Wars W on the DS, and I think he's also done um, the Z series up to Z3 Part 1. And it's not a patch for the game, it's basically a massive text document that contains a a sort of uh, 
not even a summary, but quite detailed descriptions of each story scene that takes place between every mission and also the ones that take place during missions as well. Hmm. It's very in-depth. Um, the games are, prob- are quite possibly playable to someone with no Japanese knowledge, provided they have a menu patch and one of those guides. Okay. Because then you can understand what's going on. And they can get those guides where? Uh, you'd have to poke around from them, because I seem to recall most of them are hosted on his own personal server, and I can't actually remember the, the, the URL for it. But he's... But, GameFAQs boards have yeah, links to them? A, game, yeah, GameFAQs has links to several of them. Okay. Um, as for some of them, you're going to have to Google them. And then uh, what about the patches? Uh, again, Google. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you for the summary. All right. Uh, TechSide writes in and says, I laughed loud when I heard Alice has replied to Chris saying he needs to see Gundam Seed Destiny. My vote is with Alice on this one. I hope you get that evil roadblock in 11 down, Anna Marie. I did. did. Yay! And uh, answering the question is smart. I've been playing some Fire Emblem Awakening. I'm awaiting on the Final Fantasy V for job fiesta to start i may fire up banna saga before then i've been lazy so that was a question we'd thrown out about what you're playing now and what you're playing this summer so yeah when is final fantasy 5 for job fiesta starting i don't know i, mean, I was just thinking about that because i was i was like oh i could do some final fantasy 5 oh wow it on the ipad it's starting in seven days Ooh. oh this is the time until pre-registration starts oh okay uh the game will start it's going to start in june Mm. <laughs> Anna's like, we don't have time for this. <laughs> Every year, it's the same thing. Right. June's not a good month for me. Nope. All right, and that's our feedback. We have a question of the week for you. We want to hear your E3 predictions. What are we going to hear about in E3? Um, best news about RPGs, stupidest news about RPGs. What do you think we're going to hear about? Write in, phone us, put it on the forums. Either way, the ways you can keep in contact with us, hey, they are the following. Podcaster.rpgamer.com is the email address. We went through all this spam. We got no letters in the past two weeks. I just want to leave that out there. Either we're pod fading or we need, uh, we need some more listener involvement. Yeah, that's right. I'm blaming you, and I shouldn't. I apologize. Hey. Not you, Anna. No. You're helping clean out the inbox. You're, you're one of the good guys. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> You can also go to our message forums at forums.rpgamer.com and uh, then you can find latest updates and the show thread is in there. And then, of course, 608-729-4098, 608-729-4098. And for those who listen on high speed, 608-729-4098. That's our phone number. You can call it. And leave a voicemail, just like Matt from Texas did. And with that, let's get into the news! Beep, 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 beep. Hey, while you're on the forums, yeah. you should check out my thread for my 2015 Backlog Challenge. Because I'm having a lot of fun, and I'm getting a lot of games played. Even though this week I'm playing a game that's new. It's new? It's new. It's new? It's new. It's Puzzle and Dragons. Yes. You're cheating. <laughs> you don't care. <laughs> All right. So if you want to play a game that isn't as new, but uh, you want to play more of it, we've got news for you on that. You can play more Bloodborne. Shuhei Yoshida from Sony said, hey, Bloodborne is going to be getting an expansion. 
Uh, it was confirmed by Sony Computer Entertainment's Worldwide Studios president, and but he didn't reveal anything else other than saying details would be revealed very soon. So if nothing else, you'll hear about it by E3 at the latest, I bet. Oh, it's going to be part of their E3 press conference, I'm sure. Maybe, yeah. Uh, Might and Magic Heroes has a beta going on for Might and Magic Heroes 7. So, for those confused, this isn't a new series. Ubisoft has decided to flip the name of Heroes of Might and Magic. Yep. They're going with the Might and Magic name leading off instead of Heroes leading off. Which you might like, which you may hate. I think it's stupid. I'm sorry. But I've made my peace with it. Yay. Oh my gosh, there's an Angry Birds Transformers game. What? Yeah, I'm just seeing this on the iPad. Wow, that's crazy. What is this? Is this a... What is this? What is... Uh, Marvel Contest of Champions? What is that thing? No, Chris, no. Just keep reading the news. Oh. I just don't know what it is. It doesn't say what kind of game it is anywhere. <laughs> it's a brawler. Oh, I know what this is. Yeah, I have played it. All right. Anyway, Might and Magic Heroes has a beta starting uh, May 25th going through June 8th. It'll give access to two factions, the Haven and the Academy, as well as two skirmish maps, the Dried Lands and Bad Neighbors. Uh, the ha- Haven is your generic European fantasy. Um, the Academy is your Middle Eastern mages or Persian-style mages. I- I'm not sure. Um, right? The-, the Academy is the mage people, right, Anna? I don't remember anymore. I'm okay. Sorry. <laughs> There's no level set for the beta, and players have unlimited access to the content throughout. To get in the beta, I think you need to like pre-order the game, and uh, it starts in a couple days. So there's your, and there's a little trailer that you can re- see on our site for it, and uh, check that out if you're into betas of Heroes of Might and Magic. Oh, excuse me, I need Might and Magic Heroes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hyperdimension Neptunia Rebirth 3 now has a release date. Uh, it, it is going to be June 30th in North America, both digitally and physically. And in Europe, you got to wait till July 3rd. And uh, that's for the physical copies, digital on July 8th. So v- Rebirth 3, if you don't remember, it's a PlayStation Vita remake of Hyperdimension Neptunia Victory, which was originally on PS3. Uh, this game has dual audio, Japanese and uh, English, and free DLC. Or uh, that is the free DLC, excuse me. No pricing's been announced, but I bet you it'll be like 30 or 40 bucks, because that's what these tend to be. And we have an uh, iffy show tra- trailer. I guess iffy is the name of a character in the game, so they've got a little pun. It's an iffy show trailer. So, I like nah, puns. Nah, 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 I like puns. Nah, nah. Uh, Neptunia news continues with Neptunia Rebirth 2 Sisters Generation on Steam. It's going to be pushed back to June 2nd. So if you've been waiting for the Steam release of your Rebirth games, the next one is in June. Uh, What else we got? Uh, Oh, no, and then they pushed it back the other way. Now it's May 29th. Excuse me. What? (laughs) (laughs) Rebirth 2 is release date is instead of June 2nd, it's May 29th. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it's going to be a 50% discount. So, during the, the launch week. So, the 29th. So, you can go then and get the game at half off on Yay. Steam. 
Mystery Dungeon is getting a new game for the Super Nintendo, Pokemon Super Mystery Dungeon. No, Chris, it's not for the Super Nintendo, no matter but, how much you want it to be. But it's Super, Super Mystery Dungeon. That means it's on the SNES. Uh, yeah, no. What? I'm confused. Yes. Oh, very... because it's Pokemon Super Mystery Dungeon instead of Super Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. So that's what's going on. Okay, I understand now. Now at least I understand. Um, it's coming out now. Can what? I just pause the podcast for a moment, go over there and beat him for a while? You can pause whatever you want, pause. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Pokemon Super Mystery Dungeon has been announced. It's coming out in Japan in fall 2015, North America in the winter of 2015, which is a week. <laughs> so I don't know what their plans are for that. It's either coming out like Christmas or they actually mean winter 2016. <laughs> and uh, Europe in early 2016. I hate when they come. Winter 2015. Well, most of that has passed already, so I don't know how you plan to release. <laughs> Pokemon Mystery Dungeon series. Yeah, you know, that's the game where the story hook is some human has been turned into a Pokemon, which doesn't really play into the game in any way, shape, or form. And then you, as controlling a Pokemon, get to run around and, um, you know, save, uh, do Mystery Dungeon stuff, which is explore roguelike dungeons. And lose half your items if you die and stuff like that. So, Anna, you like the last one, right? Yes, I did. You looking forward to this one? Yes, I am. Alice, you in a mystery dungeon? Alice? Uh, wait, Pokemon mystery dungeon? Yes. Super uh, Pokemon mystery dungeon, but it's not on the SNES. <laughs> not on the SNES. Um, I don't know. I, ne- I never played any of the original ones, actually. Hmm. Um, yeah. I am in the minority in that I actually like the 3DS one. A lot of people consider it one of the weaker ones in the series. So, hmm. I generally only stick to um, uh, I generally stick to the actual sort of mainline Pokemon games and don't really get involved beyond that. All right. Oh, this next one I know is uh, something up at Anna's uh, alley, mm-hmm. and this is different than the other Viking game I showed you earlier. This is called Expeditions Viking. Is a historically based tactical RPG set around the late 8th century AD. Uh, the game is a follow up to the company's previous title, Expeditions Conquistador, which came out a couple years ago. Uh, you are put in charge of a Viking clan and tasked with leading it to glory. So you have to adventure through ch- domestic and foreign lands while ensuring they can also defend her home. Uh, there's a conversation system, a grid based tactical battle system. Uh, they don't have gameplay footage of the current game, but you can find gameplay footage of the last game. But they do have a little story trailer on the site, so you can or announcement trailer. You can you can watch through that. And are you gonna do a tackle RPG with Vikings? I would consider it. It's very realistic, it seems. So okay, I don't know how to parse that statement. I mean, the well, the art is like I don't know. It doesn't look like you're super deformed okay. fantasy Vikings. It's it's kind of like you're. Hey, so I'm, you're not I'm like Sven. your lost Vikings? Correct. For that, you have to play more Heroes of the Storm. Uh, no, they look hard. <laughs> I ain't touching that. The Witcher 3 is out! Hooray! Apparently it's a story. Just in case you forgot, Witcher 3 is out. So, I've been playing Witcher 1. I haven't gotten the 3 yet. You can you can play Witcher 3 and then go play as Siri and look for Yennefer. Uh, huh? Yeah, those are names from the game. Okay. Sorry. Just that was very confusing. Yeah, I know. Van Helsing Incredible Adventures three, three. is we're out. behind, Chris. I know we're, we're behind. behind. I know. Why don't you want to play Van Helsing with me? I because I want to play Heroes of the Storm with you. Isn't that okay? Mm, I guess. 
<laughs> There's a new trailer on the site that uh, talks about the bounty hunter class and the constructor class and whatever. Van Helsing 3 is out. Hopefully we'll have a review soon. Um, you can go check it out because it's out. Go buy it if you like the Van Helsing Diablo style stuff. So go check that out. Uh, Etrian Odyssey 2 Untold The Fafnir Knight has a new trailer introducing Ariana so if you want to see some of the story stuff introducing Ariana and what's going on in that uh, you can or just get more hype for Etrian Odyssey 2 Anna? Hype? Hype? Alright, good Yeah, I might actually buy this when it first comes out because I really liked the first remake so we'll see Okay. we'll see when it comes out uh, Super Robot Tyson BX. This is a game oh, hello. that Alice is interested in. <laughs> they announced a new Super Robot Tyson game. It's coming to 3DS. Super Robot Tyson BX. Do you have a Japanese 3DS, Alice? I certainly do. All right, so you're, so you're, much so, you're good to go. Well, if you if you remember, I imported a, a Japanese. Uh, the my 3DS is the Super Robot Wars UX Special Edition 3DS. Oh. So, of I, course, I, after UX comes BX? Yeah, it seems so. Okay. So you're ready to go. Do you know, 16 franchises have been confirmed, including Aura Battler Dunbine, Martian Successor Nadesico, Gundam Unicorn. What? What? <laughs> You've not heard of... It's a Gundam a with a horn on its head, Anna. <laughs> it is. That's all it is. Well, and then, except for the fact that the horn then splits, like, right the way down the middle and slides to each side to create the iconic V-fin. This, that most oh, of course. this series yes, yes. is insane. New franchises to hit the... the Anna, you gotta see G-Gundam. Uh, new franchises yeah, to, <laughs> new franchises of the game include Mundo, Mobile Suit Gundam AGE and Panzer World Galliant. Yeah, so a bunch of, like, weird 80s crap that nobody's heard of. Um, I'm sure it's relevant to someone. Anna, like, and also Gundam AG isn't exactly well liked, so. Anna, huh? G, G Gundam is essentially professional wrestling plus Gundam. What? Okay, it's, now it, I definitely have to see it. Basically, G Gundam is like a super, is like a one of those like really super cheesy super robot series from the eighties, except it's got a very very thin card uh, Gundam like mask on front. Mm-hmm. It's like full of over the top hot blood and uh, extremely offensive national stereotypes. Yes. Oh, this sounds exciting. Now I definitely want to see it. <laughs> this finger of mine burns with an awesome power. <laughs> it's something, something urges me to defeat you. They have catchphrases. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, G Gundam is like the, the extreme black sheep of the family. It, it's weird. It's one of the best ones, I think. <laughs> I love it. I mean, it. Uh, the, thing about, cause the thing about Gundam Unicorn is, despite the fact it has a silly name and a, and a ever so slightly silly premise, it is part of Universal Century and is otherwise quite a serious story. Serious. Like, I'm not sure sucks. how serious I can take a story that is about unicorn horns that split in half. Well, I mean, it has the unicorn horn, and then it splits in half, and it looks like a normal Gundam after that. Oh. Yeah, hang on. I need to. L- I should probably just link this. Because be- most Gundams have, like, two little things on their head. I don't know. It's like a little I, V. I, honestly, I am not sure I have seen any Gundam. It's a big robot made out of Gundanium. <laughs> Please tell me you're joking. I'm not really joking. <laughs> Alice, back him up. Is that true? Uh, I think in Gundam Wing yeah, um, a Gundam and a couple Wing. of other yeah. series, um, there are units that are. There is an alloy called Gun, Gundanium, Gundarium, or something, Whatever. and they, they do actually build the units out of it. 
It so, has yeah. a horn! <laughs> yeah, but then if you click, check, check the second image, and you can see what I mean by it splitting, effectively splitting. That looks ridiculous. Now it has oh, yeah. eyebrows. Now it has eyebrows. Not with eyebrows. Hey, it could be worse. It could be Mustache Gundam. <laughs> do I really want to do I, do I want to show Yano that one? Yes. Because... Yes. I like that yeah. the, the Unicorn Gundam is pink, by the way. Well, it sort of glows pink. Mm -hmm. It's pretty cool. Oh, God. It's a robot unicorn attack, Anna. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, yeah, it's got the mustache. <laughs> Yeah, Turn A Gundam was designed by um, American designer Sid Mead rather than a Japanese designer, and he decided to go for something a little bit more out there. What is <laughs> up with that chess piece that is like... It's out there. It. Yeah. It. Okay, we should move on. Yeah. I could go on about this for hours. <laughs> uh... Uh, no word on a U.S. localization of any sort. There is never going DX to or US be a U.S. localization. It's got Macross in it. It's never going to be localized. Ah, that's the that's the killer. Macross is always the killer. Yeah. Although interestingly, um, while this is something I commented on, um, I can't remember where. Um, Basically, a couple of the series are now getting to the point where, yeah, they've included them in basically every recent game that's come out. The Double O movie and um, the Macross Frontier movies are getting a little bit worn out at this point. However, uh, Gundam Double O movie aside, because it looks like they'll be playing that one straight, um, they have decided to interestingly include Macross 30, which was that um, bizarre Monster Hunter clone on the PS3 that I talked about a while ago. Um, and they've now decided to include that in a Super Robot Wars game. Um, so what I was kind of hoping was um, the only reason that they're putting the Macross Frontier movie cast on the series list is because that it just it's just going to feature characters from it. Um, it's going to be one of those cases, like for example with um, Seed Destiny in Super Robot Wars UX, where the characters all act. Um, the, the the plot for that series has basically already happened. So all of the characters who feature from that series are effectively post all of their character development and so on, and are basically in as additional cast members with Mecha, um, you know, to kind of fill out fill out slots, as it were. They did a, a really interesting thing with um, the main character of Seed Destiny in UX, where he effectively becomes a mentor character to one of the series that was fully included, which was Fafner in the Azure. Uh, they actually did pretty well there. I'm watching Macross 30 gameplay right now. What the heck is going on? You fly around as a plane and then turn into a robot and you shoot things from the air. You shoot missiles. Lots of missiles. <laughs> I, so this game words, did not come out here, did it? Game. No, it didn't. Because oh, this game looks good. <laughs> I want to try it. It, it, is actually it, possible awful, to lag. it is It is actually possible to lag the frame rate with missile spam. Ah, nice. I have done that a couple of times. It is actually possible to totally tank the game's frame rate. <laughs> that just sounds like poor game design. It it was during a I think I managed it during a boss fight and I was using a, a plane that had a lot of missiles on it. Hey, uh, Alice, has uh, Zone of the Enders been in any uh, Robot Wars? No, um, somewhat annoyingly, it hasn't. I really want Super, um, Zone of the Enders to feature in something. I mean, sure, it only has like what three main robots or something. That being, you got so many animes Christmas. in there. What do you need a quantity of robots for? It's it's more but about. Having... I think the the inclusion of um, uh, Gargantia in uh, mm -hmm. Z three part two, which basically has two robots, one heroic, one villain. 
it shows that you can actually do quite a lot with um, series that don't actually feature a lot of mecha. Mainly because, you know, because they have interesting characters or the, the mecha themselves are just very visually interesting. And, and the mecha from Zone of the Enders sure are visually interesting. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, maybe they just have never been able to come to an agreement with Konami um, over the use of the property, um, which is a shame. Um, but uh, that's just how it is, I guess. Konami I mean, being disagreeable? Say it isn't so. Konami yeah. is not... Because, I mean, I think even Band... Even Bandai's biggest rival occasionally has worked together with them. Uh, Super Robot Wars K, for all its faults, which was on the DS, uh, included a series made by Tomy, who were, technically speaking, like a completely rival company to Bandai in Japan. It wasn't Transformers, before anyone asks. It was Zoid's Genesis. Zoid's Genesis? Well, people remember Zoid's. That was localized. I remember seeing that on British TV. I'm glad you remember Julie's because I have no idea. Uh, we got one of the series or something. It ended up on Cartoon Network eventually, I think. Okay. I will believe you. I just don't remember. Mm. So, so uh, yeah, but that was that was a that's a Tomy property in a Bandai game. Some which a lot of people thought was never going to happen because apparently I thought the two companies hated each other. My my cat has decided to sit on my mouse. Which, while it's thematically appropriate, it doesn't really help me there. He is now a reverse wrist rest. My arm is going through his legs onto the mouse. All right, so here we go. Uh, we have some news about uh, Final Fantasy XV. Not a release date. Um, you know that demo and how they're going to update it? The time frame has been decided to be sometime around early June for PS4 and Xbox One. They're going to have fixes for the camera, the battle system, and targeting, and the at more to actions to performing combat. So, the demo continues for Final Fantasy XV. <laughs> what Ep- world? Yeah. <laughs> Divinity Original Sin. So, this one's on my pile of shame because it's a fun little, uh, fun little, fun giant uh, computer. Shame! Yeah. It's a giant computer RPG that came out last year. It's really good. I want to play more of it. It's it's one of those games where like the battle system is the main draw, more so than the story even. Um, but I just haven't gotten to. But it's okay. I've gotten a reprieve because they've announced they're putting on a console version for PS4 and Xbox One. It's going to be originals, uh, Divinity Original Sin. And here they're borrowing a page from CD Projekt. Enhanced Edition. So just like the Witcher Enhanced Edition, <laughs> so this is going to be a console version, and they're going to make the changes come back to PC and Mac as well. Um, so it's going to be a free copy of the Enhanced Edition if you have Original Sin, so you'll be able to get all the changes for free, but they're changing so much, apparently save games will not be compatible. So I'm immediately suspending any further effort on my part to complete Divinity Original Sin, and I will wait for the Enhanced Edition and play through it there. And uh, the current target is end of 2015 for the Enhanced Edition to come out. So we'll probably hear more at uh, E3 and stuff like that about when they're actually going to release that thing. And we have a console reveal video on the page if you want to hear more about it. So, Uh, Knights in Pen and Paper 2 came out. Um, And we talked about it a little bit. 
apparently came out between shows. Did you? Are you sure you didn't want to talk about more about the game itself, or have you not put much time into it yet? Um, hang on, let me open up. Oh, my iPad is dead. I can't tell you how far I am. Hmm. Um, I think my party is between fifteen and seventeen at the moment, and I don't remember where I am story wise. I'm still chasing. Um. The Paperos Night. Okay. And, yeah. That's what I'm doing. Okay. Pen and Paper 2. Out. <laughs> Legends of Eisenwald. Uh, it is a RPG from... Uh, strategy RPG from Aderducks. Aderducks Entertainment. It's out of early access on July 2nd. They have a date. Um, it is in early access right now. It's been in early access since October of 2013. It'll be 20 bucks, or it is 20 bucks right now. Um, we have an impression of the game from PAX that you can go check out. There's a cinematic video that, on the site that you can go look at and decide if this game looks like it's for you. Um, just uh, letting you know it's got a release date now. Evil Land is getting a sequel. This is a game that went through a bunch of... Uh, History, you know, as you played, the game kind of evolved from like 8-bit, 16-bit, etc., etc., etc. So this is a follow-up to the first game. It's called Evil Land 2, A Slight Case of Space-Time Continuum Disorder. <laughs> it's a great title. <laughs> it takes players through a wide range of the, uh, game and graphical styles based on titles throughout history. Uh, the first game was limited to adventure games and RPGs. This one features more genres such as fighting games and shoot-em-ups, although still primarily inspired by RP- adventure RPGs. So I like that, the idea of just throwing in random shoot-em-ups to break the pace. Um, Evil Land 2 will be out this summer on PC for 20 bucks with Mac and Linux to arrive later, and you can pre-order it now. And we got a trailer, so you can go check out, hey, what's Evil Land 2 going to look like? And they show some of the different versions, and wow, this looks really good, actually. <laughs> I've got to play through Evil Land still. I, if I recall, it was pretty short, right? So, Ooh, someone goes Super Saiyan in this one. So I've definitely got to get Evil Land too. What? Um, let's see. We have NIS America is got some announcement for is making an announcement of Disgaea for Europe. So the uh, here we go. Disgaea three, Disgaea four, and Disgaea D two are being bundled together into the Disgaea Triple Play Collection for Europe. It'll come out on July tenth. And has a price of 40 pounds or 40 euros. I believe 40 euros is less than 40 pounds, isn't it? Well, yeah. whatever. Um, wait. I can't remember which way that uh, exchange goes. Alice? Alice is Sorry, yes. drooling over robot games. Um, what's more, 40 pounds or 40 euros? Oh, uh, that's a hard call, actually. I have no idea what the exchange rate is right now. Well, all right, then. Never mind. <laughs> uh, 40 pounds, 40 euros. That's a good question. Uh, let me check. Oh. you got me curious now. So, uh, 40 pounds is 56 euros, so 40 euros is... Yeah. There you go. There you go. Uh, that that So, July 10th, you'll be able to buy that triple pack of uh, Disgaea games, Alice. Basically, the the idea is forty euros is just under thirty pounds. So, wow, England overpays. Yes. Yeah, we always do in this. Uh... Well, actually, how much is it? Forty pounds for us, forty pound on the continent. 
40, yeah, 40 euros. Or, yeah. or yeah, 40, 40 pounds. pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Because usually, usually you see different prices, so I'm surprised by this. Yeah, normally it's like 35 pounds, 40 euros. Yeah, the, com, uh, I think Square Enix did this with the 14 physical collector's edition um, until the, they clarified or something. But yeah, basically any company that sets the euro and the pound price at the same price is basically saying, ha ha, England pays more. <laughs> so, yeah. Hmm. So with that... I want to tell you about Lord of Magna, but I'm going to let Alex do it instead. So Alex put up a story. Talk about uh, summarizing the Xseed Games localization blog where they talk about Lord of Magna, Maiden Heaven, Heaven, excuse me. So you can see a bunch of the features of it. It's a tactical RPG. It has uh, four standard elements, Flame, Frost, Heaven, and Earth. It has um, this blog talks about four of the characters and, uh, you know, the you know there's interplay between the elements. Um, but, but, but I can tell you about characters, but that's boring. I want to tell you that it's due out exclusively for Nintendo 3DS in North America on June 2nd, so that's coming very soon. If you pre-order the game or purchase one of the game's first print copies, you also get a 28-track soundtrack CD. Uh, it's game going to be released digitally only in Europe on June 4th by Marvelous Europe, and I'm looking at screenshots, and this thing game looks really nice. And Anna, I'm thinking we should get this. I have no interest in it. Oh, have you looked at it? Yeah, the gameplay doesn't look that exciting to me. Oh, really? Okay, I haven't seen it in motion, so I didn't know if that... Okay. I mean, if you're going to play it, get it. It looks good. I Maybe I need videos. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe I should see some videos first. I mean, it's a tactical RPG, and it looks pretty. So as long as it has good music, that's all you need, right? <laughs> no? All right. Okay. Sorry, I just linked Anna something from G Gundam. <laughs> oh, will you stop that? <laughs> Oh, Neo you showed Canada. her the... <laughs> yeah. Sorry. It's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's that kind of series. Yeah. Uh, beautiful. It's a lumberjack um, golem. What do you want? You said it's it is, a lumberjack it, golem, Chris. That's what I meant. It is literally called Lumber Gundam. Canada doesn't I... get very far, I don't think. No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, given the main characters are what? Neo Japan, Neo Russia, uh, Neo America, mm-hmm. Neo Sweden. Um, <laughs> crap. There's one I missed. Oh, Neo France. That was it. <laughs> yeah. It's that kind of series. No, don't forget the Undefeated of the East. And don't forget, yeah, don't forget the Undefeated of the East. <laughs> All right, so. <laughs> Lost Dimension. Anyone remember what that game is? Atlas has been blitzing the PR for this one lately. Uh, It's a tactical RPG. Anna? Anna? Hmm? Lost Dimension. You interested in it? Mm. It's an Atlas game. It's tactical RPG. Yeah. This is kind of your wheelhouse. Yep. Have you been following it at all? No. (laughs) If I do, I'm going to want to buy it. I know. It's more of a 3D tactical RPG. Yeah. So, so I mean, I'm definitely putting it on my Christmas list. Mm-hmm. And we'll see what happens from there. As far as I know, there's something... You have to make choices, or there's different stories, depending on what characters you choose, or something like that. I don't know. I was reading some stuff Sounds this week. Sounds like a Seventh Heaven game. I don't know what's going on. And uh, I, I'm, I'm not that into it. Okay. As in informed. 
uh, I don't know if I'm not into the game or not. I, I need I need to pay attention to it a little bit more, which is ironic considering how many emails Atlas sends me about this game every day. It's like, hey, here's another video about this character in Lost Dimension. I'm like, I don't I don't like I don't like that. I don't like having like here's a three minute video explaining part of the story and another one explaining part of the story. Just like show me some gameplay that makes me want to play this thing. Make sure the story's good, the music's good, and then I'll be into it. But that's not what they do. Anyway, so they're talking about there's DLC. Um, yeah, so they've got some free DLC, I guess, right? Mm, let's see. Launch day, there'll be a pack to download nine character costumes, 12 PSN avatars, a map pack, and three mission packs. Uh, the map pack titled Beginning of the End is a separate story from the main game that focuses on 11 of the game's characters. The mission packs add an extra mission. And who's typing? Somebody's typing. I hear them typing. It can't be me, because i got my microphone muted. Ah, oh, it's Anna. <laughs> she didn't want to admit to it. The mission adds an extra mission. The mission pack adds an extra mission to each floor, which comes in three difficulty levels and unlocks character-specific items if completed. Uh, all the DLC above is free for the first two weeks of the game's release. Additional paid DLC will come in the form of temporary and permanent boosters, ranging in price from $0.49 cents to $3. You know, if you want to pay money to avoid playing the game, because, you know, that's what you do, right? Um... <laughs> Lost Dimension comes out July 28th for PS3 and PS Vita. I have no idea if it's cross-play or cross-buy or anything like that. I imagine it's out on both because that's kind of more the Atlas style. And you have to buy them separate. So there you go. Um, Dragon Quest VIII apparently is coming to 3DS. It's already out on phones. <laughs> So, uh, upcoming Nintendo 3DS exclusive versions out in Japan on August 27, 2015. And, uh, you know what Dragon Quest Eight is, right? So, just so you know what they're adding is a new story scenario. Two additional party members in the form of Thief Garuda and Dragon Quest Monster Battle Roads Mori. Oh, interesting. And an orchestral music score and uh, Street Pass features. Um, I thought Mori was um, the monstrous pit owner in Dragon Quest Eight. Am I forgetting something? No? Alright, well, whatever. Uh, with that, we move on to Dungeon Travelers 2, which this is another one that Atlas is promoting, right? Anna, my Atlas fangirl. Why Anna? am I the Atlas fangirl? Because you've always been the Atlas fangirl. Oh. Are you denying this now? No. No, 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 no. Like, why am I of what I am? (laughs) I don't know. Why are you what you are? Uh, They've got a launch edition revealed for Dungeon Travelers 2, the Royal Library, and the Monster Seal. And a quick quiz for you to maintain your uh, fangirl certification. What What type of game is Dungeon Travelers 2? I don't remember. You fail. I know. You fail. <sighs> Originally a PlayStation Portable title, Dungeon Travelers 2 is a dungeon-crawling RPG where the player must stop the uprising of monsters around the nation by rescuing or defeating 16 girls. It's a harem game? Apparently. I don't know. <laughs> that sure sounds like a harem game. Um, if you pre-order or buy a first-run copy of the game in North America, you get a 17-month calendar featuring hand-drawn <laughs> art of the characters. 
Yes, it's a harem game. <laughs> and the calendar is in line with the game's M rating. <laughs> Subtle like hammer. <laughs> so it'll be risque, but not nudity. Yes. There you go. Dungeon Travelers 2 PS Vita game. Oh, my. Um, That's probably was... why I don't know a lot about it. I, I just haven't been paying attention to it. I haven't been paying attention to news really in like the last month. Mm-hmm. I just haven't had the bandwidth. Neither have I apparently because I didn't hear that Legend of Grimrock came out for iPad. So that's a cool little game to have on iPad. Would you play it more on iPad than you No, I, I'm PC? done with that game. Okay. I'm, I, I, you know, I, I got to the point where like I don't want to play more of this, but uh, you might want to. And there have been many times when I was playing it that I wish I could have just played it on my iPad. So um, it's finally there. So you can go check that out. It's five bucks on the on the App Store. I'm looking at the uh, app previews right now. That's pretty cool. Um, I imagine you need a later iPad to run this thing. Let's see if they list what their system specs are. Um, blah 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 blah. High praise, high praise, high praise. Um, it doesn't say that you need a minimum iPad, which means you may be doing it at your own risk trying it on an older one. Um, you need iOS seven point one or later. Whatever. So, uh, Legend of Grimrock. iPad. That's cool. Grandia 2. Here's an older game coming back. Grandia 2. uh, A game that I need to play through, actually. So I'm kind of excited about this. It's coming out on Steam. Um, If you remember, Grandia 2 had a PC port way long time ago. Um, yeah, it it wasn't um, a very good one. No, it was pretty terrible. So they're saying that there's no release date or pricing details, but the uh, this version of Grandia 2 will have a visual upgrade, gamepad and keyboard and mouse support, and Steam achievements and trading cards. So that should fix some of the issues. This is also based off of the Dreamcast version, to emphasize. I don't think the other PC port was. I don't know. I mean, it was... Okay, I, I thought... Grandia 2 on PS2 was a port of the Dreamcast version, and thus so was the PC version. Mm-hmm. I mean, how could it not be based on Dreamcast I, I if think, they were ported? Because I think the PC version was a port of the PS2 port. But they Dreamcast first... ran Windows CE, didn't it? I know. So that would make sense for it to be the base version. You'd think so, but as far as I remember. All right, well, whatever. You know, the funny thing is, I think Grandia 2 is actually one of the only RPGs that I basically kind of, like, rage quit in terms of, like, stopped progressing with. Why is that? Uh, I found it too hard at the time, I think it was. Oh, okay. I was, uh, I was having some trouble with the battle system and stuff, and I just Oh, that's so funny, because Grandia 2 won our 2014 Battle Royale contest on RP Gamer. <laughs> with the fans. Did it? Yes. Oh, Christ. <laughs> it was Xenoblade versus Grandia 2, and Grandia 2 won. Huh. 26 how, to 1 in the voting. How about that? Yeah, Grandia 2, I think, is one of the only... I say, I was only one of the only RPGs that I sort of just didn't want to continue with. So. Hmm. Hmm. That's so funny. Um, so what is typing really hard in the background? No kidding. <laughs> David must be doing something. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So with that Grandia 2 news out there, uh, let's see. Did they have a date? They don't have a date. That stinks. All right. 
Aldor Lay, which is uh, an indie game studio that puts out stuff on Steam. They've uh, thrown some more games up on there, um, and they just want to tell you that Asgard, which has two A's, A-S-G-U-A-A-R-D, uh, which is a 2009 game. It's their mo- most popular game. It's out on Steam for 15 bucks. Vagrant Hearts 2, not to be confused with Vagrant Story. That's a different game. <laughs> uh, Vagrant Hearts 2 came out in 2011. Um, and Moonchild came out in 2012. Both of those are on Steam as well it, sometime in May. I don't have prices for them. Um, they're probably out now. You can go check them out if you're into the Adelaide games and you want them on Steam. TCAF, that's Toronto Comic Arts Festival. Sam Marcello went to that. Or, excuse me, Sam Walker went to that. Got the wrong byline on here. Um, and she went to, and checked out uh, a game by... It's the game that we... Is that the Moon Hunters impression? Yeah, I'm just looking at Hand-Eye Society. Is that the name of the company? No, they show off games. Okay, so anyway, she went and checked out Moon Hunters, which yeah, is a game... we saw that at PAX last year, remember? Did we? It's a Square okay. Enix collective game. Oh, yeah. Kit Fox Games is making this one. Yep. And so this is a weird game. You go check out her impression. Go read it. I'm not going to read it all here for you. But it's a one-to-four-player build-your-own-mythology RPG, whatever that means. Um, it's in the, in the vein of games such as Legends of the Four Swords Adventures and Gauntlet. You get to play cooperatively with people, and you get to your decisions will determine whether or not you'll be remembered in the form of a constellation, whatever that means. So, at the end so of your if you're a womanizer, your constellation is going to be Chris the hey. Manslut. Hey, no, Witcher, Geralt, the man slut. It's not me. Right. It's not, I, I am not my character. I'm just, I'm doing what, I'm I'm just pressing numbers on the keyboard, Hannah. Mm-hmm. I'm just pressing. Mm-hmm. 12 Tiles is a developer of indie games, such as Last Word, which is now out on PC and Steam. It is a game where your encounters are resolved through conversations. So instead of physical combat, you... For this $10 game, you go in and uh, you 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 are Witty Gawship, a photographer. She's invited to a party hosted by Professor Chet Chatters, along with a group of elite conversationalists. And um, it is soon discovered that the professor's latest invention allows them to get the last word in any conversation. <laughs> Players must emerge from challenging chats with other party guests and uncover the mysteries behind the party and the professor's creation. So... You basically you're battling by choosing witty repartee and are you going to be aggressive, subtle, common, overt, and you have to like you have like your moves have your uh, actions have stats like power, tact, and the uh, movement. So and so you battle with each other in uh, in conversations, and I guess it's an RPG. Otherwise, why would we be covering it? So you can go check that out uh, for ten bucks on Steam. Anna, I'm thinking you might want to look at that. I'll think about it. Okay. Wasteland 2 owners. Oh, that's me. Um, (laughs) We are going to get a free upgrade. Uh, They announced earlier that Wasteland 2 is getting a Game of the Year edition for PS4 and Xbox One. They've now revealed that the update, or the update, yeah, will also be provided for PC, Mac, and Linux owners for free, and sometimes in the summer 2015. Yay. Number of improvements come to the game. Significant amount of new voice acting, new perks and quirks system, and a new precision strike system. So this might give me what I need to go back and uh, finish that game. So, yay. Oh, and the game is being updated to Unity 5, as well as a bunch of balancing tweaks. Screenshots are up on the site. You can go check them out now. And Wasteland 2 is a good game, and you should play it. Or wait for this and play that. Whatevs. All right. 
Alphadia Genesis is getting a sequel. No word yet if on uh, if whether uh, a certain Natsume company is going to be localizing this for the Wii U or anything. It hasn't been announced to be ported to any other system at this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alphadia Genesis uh, has its sequel. It's out now on iOS. Uh, it came out on Android like in March, so uh, it's ten bucks. And if you care about the Alphadia Genesis, you can go play its sequel. Dongan Ropa, another episode, Ultra Despair Girls, is an action horror game thing. It's a it's a survival horror action game. Which it just looks like an action game, really. Not mm-hmm. like it doesn't look. It doesn't really evoke survival horror to me. But you shoot a lot of teddy bears, I guess. So yep. that's good. Um, it has a, a special edition. So in this special Uber edition, you get a bunch of things. Let's see if they list them out here. If I have to just guess off the stupid... Yeah, I guess I have to guess off the picture. Um, It's getting a uh, a special thing with uh, an art book with pictures of all the characters and art and stuff like that. You get a soundtrack CD. You've got what looks like a tie and some pins and an eye patch. And so you can go pre-order that now. Um, Do we have a price on that? Don Gan Ron Pa. Another episode, Ultra Despair Girls. Uh, The regular version's 40 bucks. Do we have the price for the new version? The Uber version. Ah, yes. $65 for the special edition, or the limited edition. So, there you go. Um, With that, we'll get away from Danganronpa, which Anna is loving dearly. Yes. To tell you that Monster Strike is coming to 3DS. Yay. Isn't that the game you tried on the iPad this morning? Yeah. Uh, Monster Strike is um, kind of a giant in uh, Japan, just like uh, Puzzle and Dragons is. Okay. Um, Puzzle and Dragons makes more money, but at some point, Monster Strike was apparently making $3 million a day. Um, might still be making $3 million a day. Um, it's also getting an anime and stuff. But uh, it's coming to 3DS in Japan. We don't know when it'll be coming out here, but if it follows the same route as Puzzle and Dragons does, it will be coming out here. And honestly, a, a premium version of Monster Strike would be really fun to play, especially on the DS, because it's, it's got a lot of that squid-style gameplay where you're like uh, slingshotting stuff around the stage and killing okay. things. Yeah. So that, that could be good. Um, Monster Strike, Fire Emblem, if. So there's been some announcements about okay. Fire Emblem, so you tell me about the mana. Uh, have we gone over if at all? Uh, not, we talked about there's two versions and like there's DLC to add the other version to whatever version you buy or something like that. Um, in Japan and here, I guess you get both in one cart and then there's a third version. Oh my God. I know. (laughs) I don't remember at all. It's very confusing. So should I do sort of the primer? Yeah. All right. So I actually did this a week ago on the forums and I'm attempting to only use confirmed information because there's a lot of scans floating around there that don't have correctly translated information or that have turned out to be fake. So um, in If Story, you begin as a member of the royal family who can transform into a dragon. So at this point, we're assuming you are of defend descent. As an infant, you were fostered into the royal family of the opposite nation. So if you're playing if white, you were fostered into Nor, and if you're playing if black, you were fostered into Hoshido. 
So um, there's a dancer that's dressed in both black and white. She may be the opposite. She may be your counterpart in the royal family trade. It's not really sure. Um, at approximately map six, the tensions between the two um, nations finally snap, and you have to make a decision. How that happens is still a little fuzzy. Um, so if you own white, you will play with Hoshido, which is a more traditional Fire Emblem route. It is a little bit easier um, if you have the black copy of it. What does a traditional Fire Emblem route mean? Like Fire Emblem Awakening. So I don't, I don't know what that means, though. Like it, it's, it's a Fire like, Emblem game, right? Yeah, it's so. like a Fire Emblem game. So the goals are going to be predominantly beat everything on the map okay. or beat a boss. All right. Um, if you own the black version, you will choose to side with Nor which um, has a more complex or challenging route because basically the idea is that you are revolutionizing Nor from the inside. So it's going to have more complex or unusual goals. And both of these paths are going to be approximately the same length as Fire Emblem Awakening, which I think was 30 chapters-ish. Um, later on, there is going to be a third route added, which is a neutral route. You choose neither Nor nor Hoshido. And we know nothing about that other than it's going to be harder than white, less hard than black. Um, so in Japan, the games are being sold individually. You could get a collector's edition that had all three. It was very expensive. It was about $95. Um, in North America, we don't know how it's going to be distributed yet. Um, the Nintendo Direct, where it was officially unveiled, does heavily imply it's one game. Um, I, I don't know how they're going to do that. I think it they're sounds like charge more. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing. I mean, it's you know, in Japan, it's about forty to forty-five dollars for one game and about twenty to twenty-five dollars for the DLC. But Japan traditionally charges a lot more for Correct. high-profile mobile games than they do here. Right. So, so I don't know. They could just make it sixty bucks and slap it into one package. No, I think it'll be forty bucks. It'll be on the 3ds, forty bucks, and then they'll sell the third chapter's DLC. I don't think they can go that cheap, even in North America. I think it's going to be at least fifty. But I mean, we don't know. No, we don't. Hopefully, more info at E3. So, yeah, that's what I'm hoping. Um, visually, the game is more 3D, probably closer to the GameCube title. Um, because of the story, we're lock looking... You, you know there was a Wii title as well, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, because of the story, we're looking at key generals that are clashing within a larger battlefield. So backgrounds have other participants that are watching or fighting. So um, basically, the developers wanted to get a feel of a more dynamic battlefield. Because in Fire Emblem Awakening, you're basically having one-on-one -on -one battles that seem to happen in a, a bit of a vacuum. Um... Gameplay-wise, it's going to be very similar to Fire Emblem Waping, Awakening. In terms awakening. Of, awakening. <laughs> awakening. Awakening. In terms of structure and pacing, all so um, they are changing the difficulty structure slightly. So you are going to have easy, regular, hard, lunatic, lunatic plus. So that's your difficulty. And then you have three gameplay styles. You have classic, which is straight up Fire Emblem. If a unit dies, they're gone. You have casual. Doo, 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 doo. Yeah. 
Um, you have casual, which is if a unit dies, they come back after the battle's completed. And they're adding a new mode called Phoenix. <laughs> um, which is if a character dies, they come back the next turn. I, it feels like they just, this this mode is just a game genie. Just like <laughs> whatever. Just I don't care. I want it easy and I want it my character's coming back every turn. Now you said you can combine difficulty modes with this Phoenix mode? Yes. That's so, weird. Just like you could play um casual lunatic, you could actually play Phoenix lunatic. Now that may change. That's sort of the implication right now. Phoenix may be restricted to non-lunatic difficulties. But we'll see. Who knows? Um, beyond that, the relationship system is back, but we don't know a ton about it yet. We're not sure if S-rank equals marriage, although that's been implied. Um, DLC Beyond the Third Neutral Path is also planned. Um, in Japan, they're actually rolling the DLC into the trading card game. What? What trading card game? So there's a new trading card game coming out where um, it's sort of like the WoW TCG was. Like in paper form? Yes. Really? Yes. So every once in a while, you got a card that had a scratch code on it. Yeah. So it sounds like they're doing something like that. So, yeah. Um, in addition, they announced a couple of new things this week. Because the game's coming out, like, in two weeks in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, so they are getting rid of the classic um, weapon triangle. So it's no longer going to be sword, axe, spear, and then, like, uh, wind, fire. Fire, lightning, dark, and hearts. By your yeah. power, I am. Wait. <laughs> yeah, previously it was sort of like a triangle of weapons and then like an octagon of magic or a pentagon of magic, no pun intended. Uh-huh. And um, they're changing that so that um, they're sort of, it's a triangle that has two, two, and two. And I don't remember exactly how they're doing it. Do you have that story handy? Um, no. Okay. So they're changing the triangle up. And on top of that, what they're doing is they're removing charges from a weapon. Instead, um, weapons are going to have um, boons or penalties, depending on how powerful that they are. So you can have a really powerful weapon, like a brave sword. I got it. Okay. I but got it's, it? Yeah. No, I don't got it. Okay. Hold on. But the brave sword is going to have some sort of trade-off. Like, it's... If you hit units that are basic and, you know, 15 levels lower than you, it's going to do no damage. So, yeah. Um, they're still sort of working that out. A lot of this stuff is still kind of shaky because it's sort of translated scans and, um, yeah. We'll know more after the game is out. Yeah. I, Yeah. So that Lots was longer than I anticipated. No, it's okay. And if you uh <laughs> and if you like some merchandise, there's a prepaid card for uh for seven eleven in Japan. <laughs> I don't know. So uh, the game comes out June twenty fifth in Japan, um twenty sixteen in North America and PAL. Right. So if you if you uh if you pre order either version of Fire Emblem IF along with the starter deck for Fire Emblem Zero, the trading card game, you get a Fire Emblem IF Nanako card, which is a card that you can use they have these cards they have a bunch of these types of cards in Japan. Basically they're they're little 
debit cards that you charge up with money and then can use them at certain places. Um, the, the popular ones can even be used at arcades and most stores. But uh, this one is for Ito Yokata and 7-Eleven stores in Japan. So if you want to uh, profess your Fire Emblem love and have a nice little souvenir for Fire Emblem when you buy a Gatorade at your 7-Eleven, or excuse me, this is Japan, so Pakari Sweat is probably what you'd buy. Yeah, all right. And uh, Eric in the chat room wants a Fire Emblem visual novel. I think is what happens if you turn it on Phoenix mode, essentially, right? Kingdom Hearts had a uh, mobile game recently, a smartphone game called Unchained Chi. Well, or excuse me, I, I put that backwards. They had a PC browser game called Unchained Chi or Chi or something like that. And now it's going to be called Unchained Chi because it's being unchained from the PC and will now be on, mo- on uh, smartphones. So uh, it was a... F- It'll be a free download later this year. It's a port of the PC browser game, Kingdom Hearts Chi. I have no idea if it's coming out to the U.S., but uh, if you've been following the the Kingdom Hearts stuff uh, and you want to get into crazy microtransaction baloney, then uh, you might be excited for this. Um, At least I'm assuming it's microtransaction baloney. I I can't see how it couldn't be. Uh, The the company that makes Anna's uh, alchemy games, the Atelier games, Gust, has announced a new game called Yoru no Kai Kuni. It's an action RPG coming for PS4, PS3, and PS Vita. And it's uh, being put out by uh, Keisuke Kikuji, who is the guy who makes Deception and Fatal Frame. And uh, they've got some announcements of prices and versions. This is only for Japan right now. Um, some story details here. Let's see. Um, there was some bad guy that they fought in the past, and now... Um, he was defeated, but his polluted blood affected certain people and turned them into beings known as the Jayu, creatures that will take away the night from people. And now there's people who fight those people and and defend other people, and you get to play as a holy knight or a chosen saint and um, something like that, whatever. So uh, you get to contract with demons and f- have them fight alongside you. And uh, you can train your demons, pick a favorite, it's up to you. And that's all we know so far. There's like one screenshot. But uh, yeah, Gust making a new style of game that isn't alchemy related. Isn't that cool? No? Okay. Well, I, I want to. Cool. I've been thinking about actually buying the next, uh, the first Dust trilogy game. Because I kind of want to get back into streaming that? Mm, playing it. Playing it? Okay. Uh, Blade and Soul. Anyone heard of that? I've heard of it. It is a free-to-play MMORPG. Or it will be here, apparently. Um, it wasn't there. Um, it is going to be... <laughs> the Western version has finally been announced. So NCSoft is bringing this over to North America and Europe. They've announced that they're bringing over Blade and Soul. Um, I don't know who originally did Blade and Soul. My apologies. It's a martial arts MMORPG. But here it's going to be free-to-play, uncensored, and have no fatigue system. So um, I don't know what what's up with the fatigue system, but maybe that was in the original or something. Oh, yeah, it's because the original version is from China. So it's a Chinese MMORPG, which should be sending off warning bells for some people. Like, uh-oh, <laughs> uh-oh, that could be rough. Um, but this one will not have the fatigue or vigor system like the Chinese version does because that doesn't work well in our market. Um, 
and the servers will be hosted in Texas and Germany. Uh, there's no plan to region block, and there'll be contests, in-game events, holiday events. Um, the Western version will not be a straight port. It will be the most up-to-date version of the client, so it should be balanced right out of the gate, but will only be launching with the first three acts of the game so that people don't blaze through it all at once. Um, okay. And they will trickle out content based on the player progression, uh, which should help at least keep it from feeling like there's people who you can never catch up to, which sometimes happens with these games because some people have no jobs and they just play these 24 seven. Um, and they've got some early footage and, uh, yeah. So new MMORPG coming new to us at least. Um, potentially a new dot hack game coming, or is this just kind of teasing us? Uh, here's, here's the thing. The cyber connect Two CEO, Hiroshi Matsuyama, um, had a series of tweets looking at the series. Hey, you know, this just made me think of something. Remember, wasn't there a CEO of some uh, company in Japan that had gone missing? And people were wondering what happened to him and what's happening with all their games and what's happening with his company. Do you remember mm. what company that was? No, but I can look it up while you discuss this. Okay, cool. Um, CyberConnect2 CEO Hiroshi Matsuyama put a series of tweets talking about .hack.gu and how there's been lots of support from the fans and thoughts for a remake and HD version of sequel. And, you know, he says, yeah, I know that you guys always think that we're probably not even listening to you, but I want to let you know that we are listening and we're continuing to do our best. Thank you for your support. So that's kind of a slight tease at maybe a new .hack game, but also maybe not. So <laughs> who knows where that'll go. Um, so if you've been wanting more .hack, you might get something. And did you find anything? I'm still looking. Okay. Oh, then that's it for news that I've got. So I want to plug some reviews on the site. Um, we've got a review up for Chroma, Chroma Squad. Alex Fuller liked it, so you can read what uh, what he thinks about it on the site right now. We've got an import review of Summon Knight X Tears Crown. Um, Michael Baker really liked it, um, so you can check that out. Is that a DS game, or is it just... Yeah. Oh, DS. Wow. It's an older game. <laughs> I like the plus point. Does the JRPG thing very well. <laughs> so if you play, you can read Japanese and you want a good JRPG and you got your DS. There you go. Image so, Epic. Image Epic. So what have we heard about Image Epic lately? I don't know. Hmm. There's no updates to that stuff? Don't think so. Hmm. I thought, oh, they filed for bankruptcy. That's what I saw lately. Image epic. Yeah, I mean, stories from April 3rd and May 13th. May 6th, yeah. See, May, on April 3rd, the CEO went missing. On May March, uh, May, on May 6th, 6th, his Twitter account was deleted. Uh-huh. On the 13th, um, they started bankruptcy proceedings. And there's still no word on the disappearance of his CEO. Nope. Wow. So, Image Epic going away. <laughs> I hope he's okay, but might just be... Huh. That's weird. Hmm. All right, so let's see. Uh, more reviews for you. Uh, Crystallis. That's an old game. Game Boy Color version. Uh, Mike Menke puts out a review. You can go over and check that out. Hyperdimension Neptunia U Action Unleashed. 
Sam Wachter put a nice tagline on this review. So many striped panties. Um, which one is this one now, Anna? There's so many of these. Huh? Which one is Action Unleashed? Do you remember? Uh, hang on. I don't have any context about what you're Hyperdimension talking. Neptunia, you Action Unleashed. I'm not sure. I have sort of lost track. I need to make a flowchart. This is an action RPG where our favorite console goddesses... Wow. Sam Fa- play, uh, spelled favorite with a U. Uh, yeah, we do that now. We do? Yeah. Why? Because we have an English news chief who doesn't care. Oh, okay. Who <laughs> kicks some butt and takes names. Uh, or, excuse me, the console goddesses kick butt and takes names. This is the action RPG version of uh, Neptunia. Go read more about it on the site. We're really behind on the, X, on the Neptunia stuff in this household. Yeah, uh, X Cave. I, I oh. wasn't kidding when I say we need to make a flowchart. We do. X Cave Two came out, and Sam hated it. So you can read her review of that for the 3DS. Uh, we'll fight for Sue. Uh, we'll fight for food. Super actual sellout game of the hour edition um, game came out, and she's uh, Sam has a review of that up as well. She liked that one, so you go read about that. That's a PC game. Uh, Avernum Two Crystal Souls has a review up from Mike Menke. Liked it. Go check it out. Um, Boku or Bokano Beat Vandal versus Busters this is a game that I can't read because it's in Japanese. Uh, Michael Baker put up a review of that. Not so good. So you should avoid that, Alice, in case you were tempted to to buy Boku Bokano. Sunless Sea finally has a review. I'm excited about this. Sunless Sea might be a game I, mean, I play because this looks cool. Uh, Sunless Sea four out of five, best game that we've got a review up so far this week. Um, go check it out. Or I guess that review's from a little while ago. But still, it's on the C review. It's up. So, with that, it's time for our store update. And Alice has disappeared, but oh well. Um, no, I'm still here. You're just not talking. Yeah, that was nothing really much for me to say. All right. Uh, so, digital store update. Starting with North America, The Witcher 3 is out. And there's various platforms you can buy it on. Puzzle Dragon Z is out. And Hyperdimension Neptunia U is out. So... Whatever. Sales in North America this week. Dragon Quest Inquisition and the Deluxe Edition is on sale on the Xbox One. Origins and Dragon Age 2 is on sale on the 360. Bound by Flames on sale on the PS4. Far Cry 4 Gold Edition on PS4. Adventure Time Secret of Nameless Kingdom on PS3. Bound by Flame on PS3. Um, Far Cry 4 and 3 on PS3 on all on sale with a PlayStation Plus discount as well. Uh, Adventure Time's on sale on the Vita. Conception 2 on the Vita's on sale. Falling Skies on the Wii U's on sale for $5. That's a big sale, I think, actually, from when it launched. Adventure Time, Secret of the Nameless Kings on sale on 3DS as well. Alongside Code of Princess, Conception 2. Oh, it's one of those Atlas sales. Etrian Odyssey 4. Uh, additionally, Natsume has some titles on sale on the 3DS. Harvest Moon and New Beginning, Harvest Moon Tale of Two Towns, Hometown Story, all on sale. And Shin Megami Tensei Devil Summoner Soul Hackers. Are they either on sale or their price cuts? Doesn't make it clear here. Excuse me. So, Anna's not commenting on that. So, Europe has stuff, um, Witcher 3 as well, of course, because, you know, the game was developed in Europe. Uh, Alongside a sale of Shin Megami Tensei Lucifer's Call, which I'm not familiar with that one. Oh, it's Nocturne. Okay, it's the European version of Nocturne. PS2 Classic on sale. Uh, Paper Mario on the Wii U is on sale for ten bucks or ten euros, excuse me. Sales and price cuts. 
um, on the European side of things. Uh, Dragon Quest sale seems to be implying to them. So Inquisition, the Inquisition Deluxe Edition on the 1 is on sale. Origins and Dragon Age 2 is on sale on the 360. Uh, Breath of Fire 3, Harvest Moon, Leaf Valley, Innocent Life, Harvest Moon, Riviera, The Promised Land, Shin Megami Tensei, Persona, Persona 2, Persona 3 Portable, um, Persona 2 and Persona 3 Portable, <laughs> Legend of Heroes, Trails in the Sky, and Conception 2, all on sale. Oh, excuse me. Uh, erase a Conception 2 from that. All those are PSP games, all on sale. And then Conception 2 is on sale on the 3DS. So, there you go. Uh, with that, let's talk about what's coming out in the next week. Keep you up to date so you know what you should be playing. On the PS3 and PS4, it's the same thing. Badland Game of the Year Edition is coming out. It's cross-buy. Um, and Portal Pinball is coming out, which is a DLC for Zen Pinball. And it's based off Portal. Yes, the game with Gladys and the shooting of the Portal gun. Uh, the Vita also gets Badland, Game of the Year Edition, and Portal Pinball. It, the Vita also adds onto it Octodad, Dadliest Catch, which is crossed by with PS4. So if you already have it on PS4, you should be good to go. Uh, Wii U is getting Blocky Bot on the eShop for 2 bucks. Journey of a Special Average Balloon. Yes, Journey of a Special Average Balloon. It's a buck and a half on the eShop. Mega Man Zero Two on the eShop. Samurai Defender on the eShop. Shapes of Grey on the eShop. Stoneshire on the eShop. Super EDF Earth Defense Force on the eShop. What is that? What is that? Super EDF. Is that like an old version of those? Oh my gosh. It's a shmup. It's a shmup. I need to probably get that. Okay. Swords and Soldiers 2 on the eShop. Vector Assault on on the eShop. Everything's eShop, apparently. No retail releases. Uh, 360 and Xbox One both get Portal Pinball. Xbox One also gets Badland Game of the Year Edition. 3DS, we know, already got Puzzle and Dragon Z and Puzzle and Dragon Super Mario Edition. The PC gets a bunch of games, so let me read these through quickly. 60 Seconds, 8-Bit Adventures, The Forgotten Journey Remastered Edition, Always the Same Blue Sky, Blockstorm, Brilliant Bob, Bunker, The Underground Game, Crossfire Dungeons, Courier of the Crypts, Drive Any Track. Epinalepsis. I don't know how to say that. E-P-A-N-A-L-E-P-S-I-S. Epinalepsis. I don't know. F1 Drive. Fine Sweeper. Interloper. Heroes of Loot. That might be fun. Journey of the Light. Loop. A Tranquil Puzzle Game. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Go look that up now, Anna. See if it's any good. Mystic Bell. Mystic is spelled with a K. Bell is spelled B-E-L-L-E. Um, so it's a magician Person. named yeah. Bell? Yeah. Okay. Obey. It's all in caps. O-B-E-Y. I refuse. Okay. Oil Enterprise. Red Crow Mysteries. Legion. Which, the Red Crow Mysteries reminds me of that game, Blue Told Murder Files. Did they ever make a sequel to that, Anna? Um, or are they still working on it? I think they're still working on it. Hmm. They well, made um, that Trace game that we played. The what game? The Trace game that we played. Oh, right, right, right. The Trace. Yeah, that was fun. Ride the Bullet. Sunset. Techno Babylon. Teddy Floppy Ear. The Race. 
The Incredible Adventures of Van Helsing 3. Tom P. Jones. True Bliss. Visibility. And finally on Steam, Worm Sun. W-Y-R-M-S-U-N. So it must be a dragon? I don't know. All right. And with all that, you should just go get Puzzle and Dragons. So <laughs> that's all I got. Our question of the week, if you don't remember, is about your E3 predictions. We want to hear your E3 predictions, especially what's coming out of that Bethesda conference. Come on. Tell us. What do you think? Besides Fallout 4, which we all know Fallout 4 has got to be in it, right? It's got to be. Uh, anything else before we sign off for the week? Mm-mm. All right. Hearing nothing, let's move on. To the end, where I plug our feedback again. That's right. Podcast.rpgamer.com is the email address. Forums.rpgamer.com is the message boards. And 608-729-4098 is the phone number. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. If you'd like to catch us live as we record and hear um, us mess up even more, <laughs> it's 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on twitch.tv slash rpgamer or rpgamer.com slash live. Both of them work. Um, rpgamer.com slash live, you got a... a a little embedded uh, applet to get into our IRC room because that's where we do most of our chat on RP Gamers. Still, um, we gotta we gotta rethink that. It seems like these Google Hangouts might be the way to go for that sort of stuff, but I don't think people can invite themselves to Google Hangouts. So, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Well, never mind then. That come up something. I am very much an IRC traditionalist. Yeah, I, I like it, but uh, the Google Hangout is where all the staff is now. At least, it's like by far like staff is tending to that so uh, now we're posting pictures in our google hangouts very strange and crazy all right anyway thanks everybody for joining us we're gonna catch you next week until then um i have to go to brat fest because i'm in wisconsin in madison wisconsin every year we do a festival about brats and we raise money for charity so i gotta go brat fest so i'll see you next week bye everybody bye bye bye